Hello, I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. So here in this service, we uh, follow the lectionary, which is a list of assigned texts, basically, that lots of mainline churches use, so that lots of churches all over the world are using the same text that we'll be hearing today. Now, we've been looking at Matthew in this service for the past several weeks, and the lectionary for Lent takes us back to Matthew, so we're going to have to rewind the movie a little bit. Uh, from what we've been talking about. We had gotten kind of far into the book of Matthew. We're going to rewind back to chapter 4. And so this passage from today comes right after Jesus was baptized. And we have ended up talking about Jesus' baptism quite a bit in this service lately. You may remember John the Baptist was out in the wilderness baptizing. He baptized Jesus. The Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove. And God's voice said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. So today's text comes right after this. It's a story about Jesus fasting for 40 days in the wilderness. Um, That probably is not an exact number, but it's a biblical number that signifies a long time, longer than is comfortable. Uh, Lots of 40s in the Bible. Noah's Ark uh, was we're told was 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, Moses fasted on Mount Sinai for 40 days as God was giving Moses the commandments. Uh, The Israelites wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. And so in this season of Lent, we set aside 40 days um, before Easter to um, walk this journey. So here today's scripture reading. This is Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him again, It is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Here ends today's reading. Y'all, I didn't think I was ever going to finish college. I went to a two-year private church-related school, and then I went to the university and lost almost every credit that I had. 
and then I changed my major. So most people go to college for four years. I am always embarrassed to say this. I was in college for five and a half years. It took me a long time to finish college. I commuted an hour from my parents' house. I live with my folks and I traveled for an hour and I drove an old Dodge Aspen that um, I wouldn't park in people's driveway because it would drip oil on their, on their driveway. I never had to change the oil because I just kept putting more in because <laughs> it just kept coming out. Left me stranded several times. Now I worked part-time at a convenience store and it was a really fun job, but it seemed like all of my, all the friends that I had either didn't have to work or their parents supplemented their part-time income, which mine were really not able to do. So that summer after my fourth year of college with three more semesters, another year and a half looming in front of me, I was just kind of done. And the convenience store asked me to go to a new store they were opening, help train the employees, help set the store up and all that. And I really felt like I was a big deal. And uh, so as summer was drawing to a close, they offered me a job as the assistant manager full time, which of course would mean dropping out of school. And I really thought about doing that. Um, my car was not getting any newer and that commute was not getting any shorter and the gas prices were not getting any lower. So when I was offered that job, the first thing I saw was a bright red Firebird. <laughs> that was the car that I wanted. And that was what I saw when they, that's all I saw. Well, that and an apartment. I thought I can get a new car and I can move out of my parents' house and I won't have to worry about money every single day. And I was gonna do it. And then the manager at my home store called me to her office and she sat me down and gave me a lecture like she was my mama and talked me out of quitting school and um, taking that job. Now, I wanna be clear, there, there wouldn't have been anything wrong with working at the convenience store. Um, I don't think everybody needs to go to college to do what they're called to do, but that was not what I considered. Um, I did not take what I was called to do into that decision because there really wasn't a whole lot of thinking to be honest because I didn't pray, I didn't ask God for guidance or enlightenment. I saw a car, <laughs> a new car, where I wouldn't have to keep quarts of oil in the trunk. That's what I saw. That's why I love this story of Jesus' temptation so much. That was a big temptation in my life. And think about it, God, Jesus had just heard God's very voice praising Him and proclaiming Him as God's own Son. And the Holy Spirit had alighted on Him. And then along came this interesting offer from the tempter. If you are the Son of God, and think about he'd been in that wilderness for 40 days. The Holy Spirit had sent him into the wilderness to be tempted. He fasted for 40 days. He was famished, the scripture said. If you are the Son of God, command these stones to turn to bread. It's kind of snotty too. If you are, you're God's Son, and look how hungry you are. If you're so special, why don't you prove it, Jesus? The text says that Jesus replied with Scripture. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, here's where I want us to spend a little time imagining something. What if Jesus' response was not immediate? 
What if there was some space in between that temptation and his response? What if he wrestled with that question? Should I turn these stones into bread? He was hungry. And wouldn't that shut the devil up if he did that? And we know that he could do that because later in Jesus' ministry, he will take just a few loaves of bread and feed thousands of people with it. But doing it at this moment would have only served himself. Whereas the miracle of the loaves and fishes was in service to others. So Jesus reached into his spiritual toolbox and grabbed onto Scripture that he could use to sustain himself against this temptation, recognizing that, yes, food and sustenance is important for survival, but trusting God is more important. And so those temptations continued. And what if Jesus considered them? Otherwise, they're not temptations. You can't be tempted by something you don't kind of want to do. To the top of the temple, the tempter takes Jesus. And he says, Scripture says, now the, the devil's using Scripture. Scripture says you can throw yourself down off the top of this temple and the angels will swoop in and save you from even dashing your foot against a stone. If you are the Son of God, why don't you do that, Jesus? And what if for a minute Jesus thought, hmm, now wouldn't that be a way to start a ministry? <laughs> Look at me. Look at what I can do. Look who I am. Don't you want to follow me? But again, Jesus used his knowledge of Scripture and his deep faith in God and he refused to make a public display of his power. Again, we know he had such power. He would heal people. He would perform all sorts of miracles, but it, they were not for himself. They were not to bring attention to himself. They were in service to other people and to God. So to the mountaintop, the tempter takes Jesus and says, Look at all this. All of these kingdoms of the world, look at this. You can have it all. Just bow down and worship me. Now I like to think Jesus didn't really think about this one, but said, Be gone! I worship and serve God alone. One article I read this week said that here's what it boils down to. Food, simplistic thinking, and self-importance. These are the things that Jesus was being tempted by. But Jesus saw through those traps. He's not going to let the tempter, the devil, whatever you want to call it, make him give up himself, who he is, for the sake of fulfilling his physical desires. He's not going to allow the tempter to narrow his understanding of Scripture so that he's going to test God and prove who he is to other people. And he's not going to reach and grab for influence to get other people's attention and affirmation. When we hear this scripture of Jesus being tempted, it helps us remember that there is no place, there is nothing, no situation so desolate, so distant, so challenging that Jesus has not walked it, that Jesus has not felt it. No test or temptation is so great that Jesus does not know what it feels like and that Jesus did not overcome. So how do we respond 
to the temptations in our own lives for our physical and our spiritual needs? What does it look like in our lives to truly trust God, to use the authority and the power that we are given in appropriate ways to serve the world by serving God? Stop seeking admiration from other people and to live out our faith daily. I think that Lent this season is a gift that the church gives us every year. An opportunity to correct our course, to think about what it is that we're doing in our lives. How are we connecting? How are we trying to grow closer in our relationship with God? This is an opportunity to reset our intentions and to think about the decisions that we make and to bend our will to God's will, knowing that Jesus understands how hard it is to resist the temptations that are placed before us every single day. And here in this place, we are strengthened and sustained by God's Word so that we can reach into our spiritual toolbox and depend upon the scriptures that we know and the faith that we share to see us along the way. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again and have a blessed week.